Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to each of you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, I want to welcome all of you to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Again, I'm your host, Minister Marcus Taylor, and as always for me, it's a privilege and an honor to come before you, the people, sharing in the word of the Most High God. Um, I pray that everyone is continuing to be safe. Um, prayers are going out for those uh, who have been affected by this COVID-19 virus um, physically. Um, it's just been a it's devastating land, amen, and it hasn't uh, gone away. People thinking or are thinking that it has uh, disappeared. It has not disappeared. Uh, people are still being affected by this, and I would say, do not let your guard down. Continue to pray. Continue to take the necessary safety measures um, to keep you and your family safe in the midst of this. Amen. All right. So having said that, um, tonight's topic, we're going to be discussing mind, the will, and the emotions. The mind, the will, and the emotions. Um, we've People have talked about these topics before. And I guess I uh, should have done one a podcast on this a while ago, but I decided to do it now just because of the fact that people need to understand the mind is probably one, one, if not the most important part of the makeup of man, because the mind uh, controls, I guess, a lot of what we do. And the enemy knows that if he can get the mind, then chances are he can um, change some things in the person's life. Let me give you an example. If you watch certain things on TV, let's just take horror movies. Just take a horror movie, you're watching a horror movie, and you end up dozing off and falling asleep, you know, in the middle of this movie. Okay, you're... You may be sleeping and not watching it, but your subconscious is taking in all of that demonic activity. So when you have a bad dream or a nightmare and you're wondering, where did that come from? Well, you actually opened up your spirit to receive those those images. And people don't realize that this stuff is real. The spiritual realm is very real and we can't play around with that. But also talking about the mind, the mind um, controls our sometimes our actions. Let me give you another example, and it's going back to the television as well. If you watch certain things, let's say that just let's just say sexual things on TV, chances are it's going to stir up some things in you that you shouldn't be thinking about. Why? Because you have allowed yourself to take take in those images. Um, you have to guard your spirit and. We'll be talking about that tonight. Uh, the mind um, actually is very important as it relates to the believer because what you allow yourself to ingest or take in spiritually, mentally um, can affect. It can affect your walk with God. You have to be very, very careful on what you do. Um, I've said this on numerous podcasts before. You have to watch. You have to be careful and guard your eye gate, um, your ear gate. And definitely um, make sure you're watching and guarding what you say out of your mouth. Uh, words have actions and words also have consequences because of the actions and because of the words that you send out. Amen. So 
we'll be talking about the mind, but we're already talking about the will. Um, as believers, you have to realize and understand that it's not about your will, what you want, because you've been bought with a price. Um, and if you really believe in and want to follow Jesus Christ, then it shouldn't be a problem for you to understand that your body is not your own. Your will should line up with God's will and that in following God's will, you don't have to worry um, about trying to um, live out your life because God has a preordained plan and purpose for you. And um, so many people want to know, what's God's will for my life? What is God's will for my life? Well, you want God's will for your life. And I tell people this all the time who ask me, you want the will of God? Open up his Bible. He has emphatically and clearly laid out for you what his will is for your life. And I think people want this deep uh, philosophical uh, five, six step plan and plan and purpose for their lives that they want God to come down and tell them. Well, God is speaking through his word now. And I'm saying that he can't speak to you individually um, because he does through his word. But as far as him um, coming down and just talking to you audibly, again, I can't sit up and say that God doesn't do that because God is God and he can do whatever he wants. I can only go by what the word of his word is saying and what I have seen in his word. Now, sure, in the Old Testament, he did that with many of his men and women of God. But in the, in the dispensation that we're living in now, God has set forth his word to speak to us. The problem with Christianity is, and those who profess to being believers in Christ, the problem is we don't want to take the time to read the word. People don't want to take time to read the Bible. And that's why a lot of the things that they go through or don't understand are affecting their lives because you have an answer to your to your problem. You have an answer to whatever it is that you're asking God for. He'll speak to you and he uses many different ways to speak to us. But one of the primary ways that he does speak to us is through the word of God. And if you don't take time to read the word of God, then you're not going to hear him clearly. Amen. All right. Enough of that. And the last one we're talking about is our, our emotions. Oh, my goodness. This is a big one. People are all over, are caught up in their emotions. And if you're not careful, your emotions can take you off, off course of what you should be focusing on. And that's the things of God. So we'll be talking about those three topics, mind, will, and emotions on tonight. And I pray that uh, something is said in this podcast that will help you uh, to be able to navigate better. Um, as you deal with these three uh, topics, mind, the will, and emotions, amen. But before we get started, as always, I want to go ahead and, and breathe a word of prayer. Most heavenly and righteous Father, Lord, I thank and praise you for your grace, your mercy, and above all, your love for us, Father God. Lord, on tonight, I ask that you would speak to your people. Speak to your people so that they would know that it's you and not me. Father God, I ask a special prayer for those who have been affected by this COVID-19 virus, Father God. I'm still asking and praying and pleading, Father God, with you to, to heal, to set free. And Father God, that you will uh, continue to be with us in the midst of this. Father God, I ask that you would bless individuals, their families, 
and keep them keep us all safe father god lord bless the un bless this nation as we go through this civil unrest lord these are issues and problems that have stemmed for you from years and years and years and father god we need you to intervene we need you to set the captives free we need you father god to open up minds to receive um, the opinions of others not necessarily to to take on what they want you to believe but father god we're asking that you will help us to at least come to an understanding that the things that have been going on are not from you uh, lord i don't i don't believe that you want the civil unrest that has taken over this land not only this nation but has has also trickled around the world so father god i'm asking for peace that passes all understanding in every city to guard the hearts and minds of those who love you and i ask father god that that you increase and as always holy spirit i definitely want to stand out of the way and decrease let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart please father god let it be acceptable in your sight as always i give you the glory and the honor and the praise in jesus christ's holy name thank god and amen okay so we're going to be talking about the mind the will and the emotions and uh, this, these topics are, I think, um, should have been talked about way before now. As a matter of fact, I'm quite sure there are some preachers and teachers that have, have uh, talked about this over their pulpits. But if you haven't, um, I hope and pray that you, you're, you're going to be blessed, edified, built up, and encouraged to know more about the topic that we are going to be discussing tonight. Amen. Again, um, since we will be studying um, the different aspects of these three, I want you to uh, realize that I have some scripture references, as I always try to do, and I would ask that you get you some paper and a pen and write, the, write them down so that you can go back afterwards and study them for yourself. Amen. All right. So. Um, people have to understand that in the day and time that we're, that we're living in, um, people's emotions right now are high. Um, the question is always asked, you know, what is God's will for this situation? And, um, all people are always asking, well, what do you think about it? And those three questions are dealing with what our topic is tonight. Well, the mind you know, it makes you think you you think with your mind. So you're thinking about what's going on, not just with the social unrest and the things that are happening in this world, but just on a personal note, you know, you have your own issues and problems that in your own life. So you're thinking about those. Well, then you're asking yourself, well, what does the Lord want me to do? Uh, you know, then you get to thinking about, well, what can I do to help my situation? And a lot of times, Sure, you need to act on some things, but before you do, you need to pray and wait on God to answer you so that you can make the right choices in going out and um, applying what you think you should do. Because God is God's going to answer you. He's going to answer your prayers. You just have to wait. Um, the Bible is clear. Um, Psalms, Psalms 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that I'm God. You know, you have to understand that he is God and he will hear your prayer and he will answer. But 
if you're not going to be willing to wait on him and give you the answer, then really what are you doing as a believer, amen? But again, um, we're going to be talking about the, the mind, will, and emotions. I want to start with the will of man because man has been empowered um, and created in the image of God. Therefore, it just would seem only right for us as men and women to line up with the will of God. When I say the will of God, that means what is God's purpose for man? What is God's purpose for you? And contrary to what some people would want you to think, he does lay out his plan and purpose for each of us. Um, I'm always looking in the word of God, trying to understand what the scriptures are telling me. Um, look at Jeremiah 1 and 5. It says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God says, I knew you. In other words, every aspect, everything that you are, he already had it in his mind of how he wanted to make you. That's why you're individual and there is none like you. The Bible says that you, we all are, are, are fearfully and wonderfully made. And people take that scripture and use it just for the simple fact of quoting it. But look at it for what it's saying. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. What God is saying is, I've made you in my image. I've made you special. I've made you to be uh, something that is great. I've made you to be wonderfully made, not just average, not just uh, mediocre. And people have to understand that God is a God of excellence and he does not make junk. What has happened to a lot of people as it relates to um, how they even look and view themselves, and I was one of those, is that sometimes we get uh, caught up in what we personally think we should be as opposed to looking at what we are in God. God made us in, our, in, his, in his image and in his likeness. So right then we know we are destined for greatness because of the fact that we are made in the image of God. So why are you looking at yourself less than? Why are you uh, having a self-pity party? Uh, sure, you want to look like someone else. Why? Because society has told you that if you don't look like some of these stars or, or, or celebrities, then you're less than. And that's another trick of the enemy. Because to be honest with you, there's no one like you. When God made you, he didn't make anyone one else like you. Again, looking at that scripture, it talks about you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're in the image of God. Can't walk around trying to be someone else. God made you to be you. He made you to be who he wanted you to be. So um, it just would make sense for us to, to realize that God's will, first of all, is not for us to want to be or to be a carbon copy of anyone else but him. Look in the mirror. Who do you see? You don't see your neighbor. You don't see your friend at work. You don't see your schoolmate. You don't see your spouse. You see yourself. And how you view yourself based off of what the Bible says 
is the only thing that you should be focused on. And this is not saying that you should be haughty and puffed up. But it is saying, take your thoughts, take your focus off of what others are, what they look like, what they have, what they've accomplished. And focus on what God wants you to do and what God wants you to be. Amen. Okay. Uh, first scripture reference I want you to turn to is a book of John chapter 1 and verse number 13. John 1 and 13 says, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. All throughout the history, all throughout our history, man has imposed his personal will on others for the purpose of satisfying his or her personal agendas. In the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, we read of the devil trying to impose his will of being worshipped on Jesus. But we all know what Jesus did. Instead of him arguing, getting into a debate with him, he just hit him with the word. Matthew 4 and 4, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. And it is because of the inner cravings of pride and selfishness and lust powered by sin that man is blinded in his own thinking as it relates to his will and not the right will which comes from God. We find in the book of Romans chapter 9 and verse 16 it says, So then it is not of him that wills nor of him that runs but of God that shows mercy. All points back to having God's will, not your will. Now, I know that goes contrary to what some of these uh, motivational speakers are telling you. You know, find your own truth and and it's all about you. And, you know, you can will yourself to, to be the best that you can be sure. Everyone wants to be positive. You should have positive thoughts and you should look at yourself in a positive light. But as far as the will is concerned, your will does not matter if you're a believer in Christ. The will that you should be focused on is the will of God who made you. Amen. All right. For centuries, man has sought to promote his, his own will over the people. But not only, the, not only the people, but nations and also kingdoms. In every instance, the will of man has only led to disaster and destruction. That is true. Um, I'm, I often read and have read um, about the Roman Empire. Augustus Caesar and other uh, so-called monarchs of that time were so into themselves and so focused on what they wanted, their will, that they actually destroyed kingdoms, destroyed lives, families, and and nations. It's it's crazy when you when you go back and look at that stuff, all because they wanted their will done. Amen. Now. As we keep going, I want to, to uh, give you a definition on what the will is. The will is defined as to you, to you be used to express desire, choice, willingness, consent, or in a negative construct to refuse. Now I'll say it again. It's a desire to, it's a desire, it's a choice, it's a willingness to consent or in a negative construct. To refuse so as we can see the will of man has been and is in most likely well, most cases will continue to be 
directed by sin. And we know that selfishness is an attribute of sin. Amen. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 17, where it says, For it is better if, if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for doing evil. Amen. Um, sometimes we, um, as believers, and this is telling you the truth. Uh, let me start by, start off by saying this, Romans 3 and 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But you also have to realize that sometimes we as believers, we know, we know right from wrong. We know exactly what to do and we know exactly what not to do. And because we want our own will and we want our own way of thinking, we want our own way of doing things. We go contrary to what the word of God is saying and we do some stuff anywhere. Amen. Okay. So we've dealt um, I think thoroughly with the will. All right, now I want to move to our second topic, which is the mind. Now, the mind is the control center of the body. Uh, the physical body functions from the information received from the mind in a physical sense. But we also need to look at the mind from a spiritual aspect. Now, the mind has many definitions, so I'll only use the ones that, that correlate with our study. Amen. Now, the mind is defined as intention, purpose. It also is defined as a person's conscience, which is governed by moral convictions if that person is born again. Amen. So I'll give you that definition again. Uh, it is the intention, it is purpose. Is also defined as a person's conscience, which is governed by moral convictions if that person is a born-again believer. Amen? All right. Now, we do realize that the Bible has a lot to say about the mind. And I want to look at a few scriptures talking about this second topic of the mind. In Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, the Bible says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him um, because he trusts in you amen so right there we have a, a verse that's talking about the mind amen also look at psalms 94 and 11 i hope you're writing these down so you can go back and look at these later psalms 94 and 11 the lord knows the thoughts of man that they are but a breath amen again we have to look at who's in control of this whole thing and it's definitely not us god is in control in Romans 12, in verse 3, we said, it says, do not be conformed or shaped to this world and its system of operation, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That word perfect is not talking about without mistake. That word perfect here is actually translated mature or complete. Amen. So you have to realize what's really going on here. All right. Moving on. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're looking at, we'll pick it up at verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? That's a question. But we have the mind of Christ. And we all know the Bible talks about um, in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you 
which was also in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ. Amen. And because it's um, how we should govern ourselves. Well, unfortunately, we, again, don't do it because most of the time we as believers, a lot of us, not saying all, there are some people who do take the time to read and study the word of God, which is a great thing. But you'll, you do have people who, for some reason, um, whether it, they just don't have the time or they think or they just don't want to do it, won't open up the word of God and find out what God has to say. So uh, moving on. So as we have seen through the scripture, and I gave you a few here, the mind is a vital part of the believer's walk and his service to the Lord. Now, let us all be mindful, no pun intended, to always keep God first in all that we do. In Colossians 3 and 23, it says everything that you do, and I'm paraphrasing here, everything that you do, do it as you would do it unto the Lord. Amen. Again, the Bible has everything laid out for us. If you take time to read it and study it, you will see what God, his plan and purpose is for us and how we're supposed to govern ourselves as it relates to our walk. I'm not talking about walking. I'm talking about living as it relates to how we are supposed to live. Amen. Okay. Now. We've discussed two of our topics. Now I want to go ahead and finish up and we're going to talk about our third one. In this last section of our study, we're talking about um, emotions. Amen. The third component to our study is our emotions. Now, I want to go ahead and define emotions before we get going here. Um, emotions are defined as a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances their mood or relationships with others. And I'm going to define that for you again. Emotion is defined as a natural inst instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. All right. Now, all throughout the Bible, men and women of God have made choices. We all have spoken words. Yes, done that. Have eternal thoughts yes we do whether they are good or whether they are not good this most of the time those thoughts those words are stemmed from our emotions now in this section i want to use a familiar set of events um, by one man that will show us just how powerful and yet dangerous our emotions are or can be in the book of second samuel chapter in the 11th chapter it depicts david king david and his adulterous affair with bathsheba i'm quite sure all you are familiar with that story um, it calls adultery fueled by lust leading to lies and eventually causing death so that particular story you go back and read that story it had a lot of stuff in it amen people want to uh, look at TV and all the reality shows and the drama. Let me tell you, uh, that Second uh, Samuel 11 chapter talking about David and what he all what he did. That's a lot of drama. Well, and it's not pointing a finger because if we will be honest, a lot of us have just as much drama in our lives. Amen. Now, emotion has the power that for some has been overlooked. It can cause you to display anger. It can prompt feelings of remorse, but it also can lead you to repentance. 
it could also lead a person down a dark road of destruction and that's the truth now here are some scriptures on emotions and I want you to take the time to write them down and then study them and meditate on them Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 11 says a fool utters all his mind but a wise man keeps it in till afterwards now how about Jude chapter 1 and verse 19 these are the ones who cause divisions worldly minded devoid of the spirit all right first john 3 and 20 for if our heart condemns us god is greater than our heart and knows all things amen james 1 and 15 then when lust has been conceived it brings forth sin and sin when it is finished brings forth death that is the truth amen and um, one of my last ones here is psalms 26 and 2 it says examine me O lord and prove me try my reins and my heart yes should be the prayer of all of us lord please check me make sure i'm thinking the right things make sure i'm saying the right thing make sure god that i'm doing the right things amen so again as i bring this study to a close it would I would admonish all of you to study the, uh, the mind, the will, and the emotions to get a better understanding of what all three mean, but also how all three affect you as a believer, how they all actually connect, especially as, a, as it relates to being a Christian, amen? And I pray um, that this study on those three has been a blessing to you. Uh, before I close, I'm always one. I want to just utter another word of prayer because it's, uh, it's been placed on my heart to do so. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm thanking you, Father God, for tonight's study. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to take a glimpse into your word and to study on this very important topic of the mind, will, and emotions. I pray, Father God, that something was said to your people that will prompt them to want to know more about you. Father God, help us to govern our, we our minds. Help us to govern our will. Help us, Lord, to make sure that our emotions line up with what the word says and not what, what we feel. Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, if there's someone listening that has not had taken the time to want to find out more about you, that they will, Father God. After all, Father God, it's all about you. Your word tells us to go out to all nations and, and share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom, Father God. So I pray. Again, Lord, that something was said tonight that will edify, build up, and encourage the body of Christ. And Father God, as always, if no one, Lord, today has told you that they love you, I say emphatically that I love you and I appreciate everything that you're doing. Bless your people. Keep us safe in the midst of this pandemic. Lord, I pray for peace in the midst of this civil unrest. And I ask that everyone listening be blessed and abundantly um, protected in the name of jesus i ask lord before i get off the get off the air that father god if there's anyone that is sick father god i ask that you would stop by because we know that you are a healer you said in your word that above all things you pray that we prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers your word also says father god that um, by the stripes of our lord and savior we're healed lord you went through all the land preaching and teaching but you also went throughout the land healing 
So I'm praying a supernatural healing right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever the ailment, whatever the situation, whatever the physical thorn that has been placed in people's lives, Father God, I'm asking you to remove it right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as always, I ask that people remember Proverbs 4 and verse 7 when it says, Wisdom is the primary thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, please get and understand it. Everyone be abundantly blessed. Amen.